This is the Art of Dental Finance and Management with Art Wiederman. Brought to you by Decisions in Dentistry and the Academy of Dental CPAs. Whether it's taxes, investing, or planning wisely, Art is your guide to make your dental practice as profitable as possible. Here's your host, Dental CPA, Art Wiederman. And hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Art of Dental Finance and Management with Art Wiederman CPA. Welcome to my podcast. I'm Art Wiederman. I'm a dental CPA located in Southern California. Our office is in the city of Tustin, about uh, 15 minutes, probably 10 minutes from Disneyland. I, I always, <laughs> maybe if there's traffic, it's 15 minutes. Uh, I am a, uh, a, direct, a dental director at the... Uh, uh, CPA firm of Ide Bailey. I've shared with you that we merged our CPA firm about two weeks ago, and I'm very, very excited uh, about our merger. Um, you will meet some of my friends from Ide Bailey in the coming weeks and months. Uh, and today I have a special treat, uh, another one of my long-term friends in the dental profession, uh, one of the best dental coaches you're ever going to meet, uh, Joanne Tanner. Joanne is a uh, a dental coach out of Sacramento, California. And um, we're going to talk about a couple of specific things that are passionate to Joanne. Um, we're going to talk about uh, the hygiene schedule after coming back from the pandemic in the fall and some of the pitfalls that you might be recognizing. We're going to talk about uh, uh, Joanne also does a lot of work in helping doctors buy practices and due diligence. And she, like I, are, are passionate about metrics in a practice and how do they work and how do we use them to help our clients. So we'll get to Joanne in a, in a, in a couple minutes and um, you'll be you'll love to hear her information. She's one of the best uh, presenters that that I've met and uh, she's got a lot of great information. So we'll we'll get to her in a second. So if you want to get a hold of me in my office in Tustin, uh, which is now my home office in South Orange County, California. Uh, I'm at 657-279-3243. Send me an email at artweederman at gmail.com. Uh, if you have a question or a concern or a complaint or or a good joke, anything, I'll take anything at this point in life. Um, if you uh, are looking for our partner, uh, Decisions in Dentistry, um, they have a wonderful, wonderful array of uh, articles and continuing education. So I, I wanted to just kind of go over a couple of their uh, CE courses, just the type of courses. They have a course on dental handpiece care and processing. Uh, they have a course on demystifying uh, desquamatic. Uh, des, let me do this word. Desquamative. Desquamative. Maybe Joanne will help me when I bring her on that if I pronounce that word. Desquamative gingivitis diagnosis and management. Treatment of peri implant diseases uh, is one of their courses. Um, diagnosis management and pre prevention of. Uh, dentinal hypersensitivity, implant treatment planning for hybrid prosthesis, oral health care with patients with schizophrenia. I got most of the words right. I do numbers, folks. I don't do letters as well. But uh, Decisions in Dentistry magazine is the premier clinical magazine uh, in the country as far as I'm concerned. And uh, go, you can see all of our podcasts on uh, www.decisionsindentistry.com. Uh, go to our website, Ide Bailey, www.eidebailly. Um, one of the things we're going to be talking about in the future here, uh, sooner rather than later, 
is uh, how we can help get you guys what's called a research and development tax credit. These are new provisions that have come into the law. And uh, the firm that I've merged with has a whole group that does this. We just got a client over $400,000 in tax credits. It's really exciting. Uh, my job is, folks, as I've told you all along, to run up the federal deficit as quickly as I possibly can. Um, and uh, again, if you're looking for a dental-specific CPA anywhere in the country, we got you covered, www.adcpa.org is the Academy of Dental CPAs, 24 CPA firms across the United States that represent over 5,000, I'm sorry, over 9,000, approaching 10,000 dentists. So uh, if you're not working with a dental CPA, uh, you should be. Let me just take a minute and tell you where we are in all of the fun in Washington. I've been very closely um, uh, staying in contact with Megan Mortimer, who's the congressional lobbyist for the ADA. Uh, the Republicans and the Democrats are just not making a whole lot of headway. Uh, Megan tells me that they are going to be probably there till either the end of next week or possibly longer, but they all want to get out of town for recess. They want to start planning for reelection and campaigning. And so uh, they do have a small problem because the $600 stipend for unemployment runs out today, July 31st, and uh, they are nowhere near an agreement. Some of the things that are in process are a 100 that if you have a PPP loan that's less than $150,000, we're hoping that this is going to pass into law that you will be able to just go ahead and sign a one page attestation and get full forgiveness and be done with it. That is a proposal. There's a proposal for people who have between 150,000 and $2 million in PPP loans to do a little bit less work, uh, which would be just fine with me. There is also a proposal out there that if you have a reduction of more than 50% in your revenues from Q2 of 2020 to Q2 of 2019, which for dental offices is a, is a very real possibility, there could be another uh, bunch of PPP loans that would become available for you. And if that's the case, I'm going to go find an island in the Maldives and put my head in the sand because the PPP, H-E-L-L, -L, will start all over again. Uh, and there's also provisions for tax credits for PPE equipment. So just stay tuned to this podcast. We will have the most updated information for you that we possibly can. All right. I want to get to my good friend and my guest uh, for the uh, for the hour today uh, is uh, Joanne Tanner. I've known Joanne for over 30 years. Joanne and I worked together on a couple of clients, one in particular, a large specialty practice uh, that we, we talk about all the time. I want to read you a quote from Joanne's, um, Joanne's website. Joanne's quote is that, quote, my greatest joy comes in making heroes out of others. Those who have a dream are willing to do the hard work and want to give their talents and smile to their patients who need professional and personal excellence in the area of dental care. Uh, Joanne's been a dental coach for over 30 years. Um, she basically got her um, undergrad at Cal State Hayward. She has an MBA uh, with an emphasis in strategic planning uh, from Sacramento State, and she spent five years in active duty as a dental technician in the U.S. Navy, which means, Joanne, since you have an MBA, you're way too smart to be on my podcast, but welcome to the Art of Dental Finance and Management. Good morning, and thank you, Art, for having me, and a special thank you for all that you've done for our dentists during this craziness. The dental CPAs have truly been our version of the first responders. 
you've been there to walk us through all the way, learning all the different acronyms from EIDL, PPP, PPE, and you name it. So again, thank you for your support. And uh, that must have been the longest tax season in history that you've experienced. Uh, you know, you're, you're, you're very sweet and very kind, and you just made my day with that comment. I very much appreciate it. And, folks, we did not rehearse this before we went on uh, live. Um, but, uh, yeah, we, we do feel like we've been the first res- the first financial responders. Obviously, we couldn't, we couldn't hold a candle to the people working in the ERs and the ICUs and the hospitals and the critical care units uh, who are dealing with this horrible virus. I mean, I, I would never represent to hold, hold a candle to what they do, but... Yeah, the the dental CPAs have really stepped up, and and um, we we've had to because there's nobody else that's going to be able to help, and uh, it's kind of part of my legacy. Is uh, at the end of the day, I you know I was <laughs> Joey and I was listening to somebody who's talking about you know well have you given money to charity? And yeah, I've given some money to charity on the for the COVID nineteen, but what have you you know what have you done to help people? And I I feel like this is what we've done, and and you've also uh, been out there helping your clients too. So let's start. Tell us tell us a little bit about your journey. Oh, absolutely. Well, when I got out of the Navy, I decided I enjoyed business and marketing. So I was living in the Bay Area after my uh, duty station there in Oakland. And by the way, prior to Oakland, I had the pleasure of working at the Navy Hospital, Naples, Italy. Awesome. So I, what a horrible <laughs> place to work. It was delightful. Did, did they so, give you like uh, you know a free glass of wine with every shift you did? <laughs> exactly. Except when I came to California, I was only 20 years old and not old enough to enjoy a glass of wine in California. But that will save that for another podcast. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> So I decided, although I was trained as an on-the-job dental hygienist, I did get my RDA. But when I started studying business and marketing, I felt my passion. So when I moved up here to Sacramento, I finally finished my MBA. And that's when I started coaching dental teams nationally in the early 90s. And that's when I first met you. Um, And unlike some coaches, I truly have an understanding of the back office. I really know my way around the front. Dentistry is my love and my passion. My youngest son's a dentist. So I guess you can say I produced a dentist. That's right. It's in my blood. I actually guest lecture at some of the dental schools. And Art, you'll appreciate this. My opening line is, your professors don't want you to hear what I'm about to tell you. (laughs) That's right. This is the real world. The dentistry is going to become the easier part of your day. It's not going to be about margins. Oh, wait, it is. It's just a different kind of margin you haven't learned about yet. That's right. They, they, they didn't go to school to learn business. And many times in dental school, you and I are sometimes the only people uh, with a business background that they get to hear other than their professors talking about occlusions and margins and TMJ. Right. So I yeah. appreciate that opportunity. So what we want to talk about today is being proactive within the practice. We're very fortunate that most offices have reopened and many had a record June. Many of our clients are still seeing that pent up demand and high production for July. So doctors, office administrators, scheduling coordinators, I want you to look forward in your September schedule. All of October is very light. Remember we were shut down halfway through March, all of April, nothing. So I had a couple of clients because I'm able to look on their dental intel dashboard and a month or so ago, I sent them a message and they were so very thankful 
because they're used to seeing 220 to 250 hygiene patients each and every month. Right. Art, they had 44 pre-appointed for October. Yep. That that's dangerous because, you know, um, so, so that was one of the, the first things we were going to talk about is the, um, uh, we, we call it the fallout, um, of the hygiene schedule in the last quarter. So what do we do, Joanne? And it's not too late to do something about it. Well, Starting next yeah. week, I want them to look at each dental insurance plan because it is plan specific. Because it could possibly be the patient's first dental visit this year. And if it is, they may be able to have two dental hygiene visits each calendar year. Some are every six months. But if it is twice a year, you bring them back in October or November, not December. And I'll tell you why. December will fill up on its own because it's December. It's the end of year rush. Right. Because our listeners may not have had this information back in June or all of July, you may want to consider going back into May and have the insurance coordinator say, had I had this information, rather than them scheduling for January, I'm going to bring them back in October and tell the patient, good news, you get two free hygiene visits each year. So rather than coming back in January, your hygienist, Sherry, asked that I call you to bring you back in October. Joanne, let me ask you a question. So um, for for those doctors who don't know, or maybe they have a new person at the front, um, how can we find out which of which patients uh, do have two hygiene visits and have not taken advantage of any? Is there a, something in the software report we can run? Insurance verification. It's you know, it's funny. I can transfer tens of thousands of dollars online immediately within minutes. I cannot get this insurance information easily. So it's maybe through Trojan or some sort of insurance verification because it is plan specific to the patient. But that's that's going to allow us to get more patients into the office, mm-hmm. which allows more touches, which is which allows more diagnosis. And it may be that a patient hasn't been in for could be as much as nine months or a year, and maybe we find some dentistry, right? Exactly. And so next week they can be proactive about that. And if it is their first visit. Let them know it's been eight months since we've seen you and we're concerned because now you have a few few fours and a few five millimeter pockets. We want to see you. And this is the clinical team talking. We want to see you back in the end of September or October so we can check this out and then we'll get you back on a six month recall. So that's for that's for patients who have insurance and that's going to take a little bit of work from somebody in the front office to, to get on to, like you say, Trojan, um, and to see if they have, um, uh, patients who, who have that need, but yeah, I am hearing that too. Um, so what are some of the other challenges you're seeing as these doctors open up again? Mm-hmm. Well, let me give you one other suggestion before we move oh, on. No, go ahead, please. Because, uh, we'll be trying with the exact hygiene patients. Now, there are patients who are 18 to 36 months past due. We consider them lost. We've not seen them in more than a year and a half. I'd like to suggest that you send a welcome back email and give them some sort of special, in other other words, a reason to return. Now, I'm not talking the dollar dental exam. We're talking a high quality. We missed you, Art. It's been a while. 
Welcome back to our practice. On your next dental hygiene visit, um, after your exam cleaning and x-rays, you'll receive a complimentary electronic toothbrush. Maybe it's take-home teeth whitening, a water pick, something that might be of interest to your patients in your demographics. Okay. I think that's a great, great idea. But, but again, if your hygiene schedule falls apart in the last quarter, uh, Joanne, they get, they get a lot of their dentistry out of the hygiene room, right? If they're doing it right. Absolutely. So patient activation is going to be the next way to fill the schedule. My third and final suggestion on how you can fill the hygiene schedule is to consider some new patient promotions. All right. Okay. If you're marketing, maybe doing a Facebook promotion, maybe there's a refer a friend. We need to get the new patients in the door in September. So then you can fill up your hygiene schedule. Right. So, so some sort of a promotion, like a maybe 10% off of the new patient exam or something. Is that what you're thinking? Or do you have a particular thing you like to do? Since many people have dental insurance, uh, sometimes the 10% off the hygiene visit right. may not pull them in. Okay. So it might be um, $100 off their restorative. Um, but your listeners are welcome to call me and we can brainstorm to see what might work for you. What most of my clients have done is an either or. Uh, the complimentary take-home teeth whitening or $100 off their restorative. You know, you can give them some choices. Again, these are patients who already know you, have trusted you in the past, and somehow have gotten too busy to come back in. So those are some ways to help fill the fall schedule. Yeah, because if we don't fill that fall schedule, the um, you know we're on a mm -hmm. <laughs> my doctors are on a PPP high. They're on a mm -hmm. uh, haven't been open for ten weeks. Now we got all this pent up demand high. Well, that ultimately goes away, and we've got to continue past the first you know three or four months that that we've been open. So, Joanne, you 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 mentioned metrics, and you and I both are very passionate about looking at the metrics of practices, and we we look at different we we use some different metrics programs. Um, talk about a couple of the metrics that you look at in your work, where you can say, if I can make that metrics change, it's going to make a difference in your practice. Well, we were just talking about a hygiene, and even without the fallout and the schedule, the hygiene pre-appointment rate is one of my favorites. Because frequently the team will say, Joanne, I know we eight out of 10, at least 80% of our patients leave with their next hygiene visit. That's their perception. When we log in and obtain the data, on average, it's around 55%. Yep. That's exactly what I quote, 55%. Yep. Mm -hmm. And, and, so and it's shocking to the doctor. The doctor goes, but, 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 but wait a minute, she, the, my front office, she's been with me for 400 years. She knows everything. She told me that everybody pre-appoints, even the airline pilots. Well, the airline pilots probably now reappoint because they're not flying very much, but, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, so, uh, yeah, so, so you see that a lot, right? Absolutely. The other metric has to do with what we're talking about is marketing. Don't take your eye off the marketing because as you were saying, they're on this high with having the PPP, all this pent up demand. They may have eased the pedal off the marketing and we need to continue because that's hard to restart. So looking at the new patients are essential. Production per visit. And here's a good story. Years ago, Art, you referred me into one of your dear clients because their team wages, the overhead percentage they were allocating to pay the team was very high. 
So I went in and took a look at the schedule. I noticed it was very linear, but yet this doctor was booked up four to six weeks. So I called you and you kind of shirked. You said, what are you saying? You need to hire more people? I said, as a matter of fact, yes, because we have people that are wanting to come in and they're using this linear schedule versus utilizing the two or three chairs that our doctor had. So when we looked at production per visit, we were able to see more patients and produce more per day, added another team member, and consequently reduced the percentage of overhead. Because we were able to reduce the production. See, see, that's the thing, doctors. And, and Joanne, let's talk about this for a second. I have a lot of doctors. Well, I've got to cut my overhead. In fact, there was an, even uh, an ADA survey. The ADA has been uh, through Marco uh, Vudicic. I think I finally pronounced his name right, uh, who is with uh, uh, the, the Health Institute over at ADA. And they took a survey and they said 60% of our doctors' number one concerns are how can they cut their overhead. I, I don't think that's your concern and my concern, Joanne. It's how can I get the production to go up because then the overhead will become in line, right? Right. It's an income problem, not an expense problem. Right. We, we can't cut. You know, it's it's like if General Motors says, I'm going to manufacture 30% less cars, they know that they can take 5,000 workers off the assembly line. But in a dental office, we can't cut our dental team by 50%. We, we don't want to cut our dental team by 50%. So, so the, these metrics, one of the other metrics I like Joanne is, is the new, uh, the, the reappointment on the new patients. And that scares me. I see a lot of offices, 20 new patients in a month and only seven of them after the first appointment walk out with a hygiene appointment. Do you see that a lot? Oh, it's so frustrating. They may come in for the toothache. And so the doctor will start the root canal or the crown prep and the patient comes in, but the doctor or clinical team forgot to treatment plan for the new patient experience as well as following up with the hygiene appointment. Right. And that's, that's, that's not good. And then, you know, we look at case acceptance and I, I, I okay. So you've been doing this for 30 years. You've been in thousands of dental offices. Mm-hmm. Um, would you say most dentists need help on how to present a case to a patient or do you think they're pretty good at it and what maybe some a little bit of just briefly some tips on that that's a good question what we need to do is be able to measure therefore manage it and i've tried many different ways with excel spreadsheet even back in the day before computers with keeping track in a manual form it was very difficult and so i like to look at case acceptance of the patient's that we saw what percentage were diagnosed with treatment because maybe the doctor is so conservative that we're not even presenting. Conversely, oh, yeah. We could have an associate who is overly aggressive or again, underdiagnosing. So we need to look at what are they even presenting? So it's not necessarily in the acceptance. Oh, and I get, I, I, you know, <laughs> I get a call once. I've, I've probably said this before on the podcast. Everybody knows I repeat myself incessantly, but I, I get a call once a year from an office manager who knows me because I've been the accountant in the practice for 30 years. Art, he did it again. What did he do? Well, he let six crowns walk out of the office that my three-year-old could have diagnosed and sold. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So what do you want me to do? 
So I'll call the doctor and I'll say, so doctor, on a scale of one to 10, one being that you refer everything out and you just come in to socialize and 10 being that you grind every tooth down to its nub and make it a crown. Where do you stand? Oh, I'm about a four, maybe a four and a half. So can I get you to a five and a half or a six? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Joanne, have you had those conversations with doctors as far as the, you know being too conservative? Absolutely. And what helps them in that regard is if the hygienist or the assistant can pre-present to the patient. I know we're not dentists, but we can tell the patient, gee, if that was my tooth and you're missing more than half of the natural tooth structure, it could possibly be time that we put a crown on there. Let's see what Dr. Morley suggests. So then that way, when the doctor comes in the room and I tell them that, you know, I was talking to John about the lower right first molar, and it could possibly be time for a crown. You see, I took a IO photo for you, doctor. We wanted to know your thoughts on that. So everyone's on the same page. And if by chance it's not time, that it's not ready, doctor is then the hero, and we make a note to revisit it next time. Exactly. I mean, see, these are... These are the verbal skills, and I have preached for 36 years as a dental CPA. Doctors, you know how to cut a crown. You know what occlusion is. You know what TMJ is. Uh, you, You know how to restore an implant crown. What you need to do is spend time on how you and your team talk to your patients. So I want to take a second, Joanne, and I would like, uh, again, I have known Joanne Tanner. I only bring the best onto this podcast. I probably get five requests a week for people to be guests. And I, I don't really answer those uh, because I know who I want to have. And um, uh, again, Joanne is, is as good as it gets. So Joanne, I, I think you mentioned, um, I'd like you to give out your contact information if you are looking for someone. And again, if you've ever needed to hire a dental coach, now is the time in this uncertain time when we are Coming back, we were closed for 10 weeks. Patients are uncertain. So, Joanne, I know you you had mentioned you might have a, an offer for some of our uh, doctors that are listening. I, and also um, give out your uh, contact information. The contact information will be in the information not only on Decisions and Dentistry's website, but also on uh, Ide Bailey's website. So, Joanne, how do we get a hold of you? And uh, what do you got for our doctors? Well, first of all, we're talking about verbal skills, and I don't want the team to memorize my words exactly, but you're going to listen to them. And so I'd like to offer to all of your listeners, email me, joanne at tannermgmt.com. The website is joannetanner.com, and I will send you a complimentary audio file of our key verbal skills. Well, back in the day when I first met Art, they used to be on cassette tape, right, Art? (laughs) And then we upgraded to CDs, and now, of course, we have it on MP3, and I have a few YouTube videos. But remember, team, don't memorize my words, play American Idol, customize it, and make it your own. And I think that's why team members truly enjoy working with me, because I don't force a particular system or style to that particular practice. We will customize it. So my first gift is the free key verbal skills. Okay. Um, so, uh, again, so let's have a phone number and an email address for you, uh, that we can, uh, give out to the folks. They can reach me anytime at my office number, 916-791-2720. And again, the website is Joanne Tanner. That's J-O-A-N-N-E 
T is in Tom, A-N-N-E-R.com. Okay. Sounds good. Thank you for that, Joanne. So uh, just a couple of other questions. Um, Tell me about your perfect day in a dental office. What's a perfect day? Oh, when everyone comes in with a smile. (laughs) That's good. To start the day with that energy. Did you hear Art was laughing? And see, that positive energy, especially now with COVID and other stresses in our lives, schools not returning, the pressures. So having the team aligned and having some uh, few positive words to share about yesterday and having a positive thought for today. So that attitude, if you think you can make it a good day, you will. And then the perfect day after that, well, it never flows as it should or could because things happen. It's dentistry. It's an art. So it's not exactly going to flow. Let's be patient, everyone. Understanding of each other. And remember, guys, praise in public. Catch somebody doing well. Give them a high five. If you do need to give them some feedback, coach them in private. Oh, my God. I, I, I can't tell you. How many business owners, not just dentists, that I have seen lambaste a team member in front of everybody else? I mean, that is the most degrading, embarrassing, Mm -hmm. horrible thing as a leader that you can do, isn't it? It it certainly is. And and well-deserved thank you, a verbal thank you at the end of the day that's heartfelt and meaningful is so powerful. I mean, people can find a job, but... Having that thanks at the end of the day goes a long way. Oh, absolutely. So I know I know that one of the things that you've done, you've done it with the practice that we work with uh, up in Northern California. How, how do we find, what's the best way to find a team member? What, when you're looking and helping a doctor find a, a new front office person, an assistant, a hygienist, what, what, what are you looking for? What, what are the characteristics of a really great team member? Mm-hmm. And if you interview the Fortune 500 firms, you'll notice that 80 to 85% of the key words that we'll use have nothing to do with their skill. Yes, they may need to have a license to do dental hygiene, right? When it comes to front office, I would rather take someone with personality, with excellent communication skills, because I can teach somebody pano from pedo, mo from do. In fact, I'm doing it right now in San Francisco because he came from hospitality and cannot find work. It's a hard worker, excellent communications, and either you know how to talk to people and you are comfortable with that or you're not. I can't teach that. That That's true. You know, and, and I've always said um, I can teach skills. I can't teach attitude. Mm-hmm. If I, I'll hire somebody who's got a great personality and a great attitude if they have skills, that's a plus, but if they don't have skills, but they really want to learn unless they're just don't get it, uh, you know, that, that, that's, that's what I think. What do you think about that? Will you hire uh, attitude or skills? Oh, 100% attitude every time. Now doctors remember or office managers, you want to give that person feedback. Just don't wait till day 89 and tell them it's not working out. It's not a good fit. Have them write down every day what's going well where they feel they could have improved, and at least every week, check in with them. Have that one-on-one meeting for communication as well as communicating what's going well. Right, right. 
Give me some of your keys to growing a dental practice. I mean, obviously, I've always said that a dental coach, consultant, whatever you would like to be called, Joanne, um, I've always said that, that, that there's really two functions of a dental coach. Number one is uh, that coach needs to make the office run more efficiently so the doctor has a, a better experience, enjoys his or her practice. And obviously, we want to make the bottom line uh, higher. Um, so what, what are some of your keys to growing a practice? First of all, you need to make sure the foundation is in place before I try to build a house on sand. And that means you need to have the team aligned because everyone needs to realize where are we today and where do we want to go? Because if we're trying to make changes or suggestions that the doctor thinks we need to do things differently and everybody else is in agreement, we're looking good we're not going to get very well, very far. So change management is something that I've learned in the last 20 years is essential on keeping that growth in the practice going. So after the team is aligned, looking at the systems from the metrics that you mentioned earlier. So maybe the production to collection ratio isn't very good. We need to look at the financial arrangements, which by the way, are make sure you're Listeners have a link on their website for the patients to pay. Be convenient <laughs> and easy to pay their bill online. Yep. Convenience other, is huge today for everything. Mm-hmm, absolutely. So the other thing that we take a look at, I mentioned earlier, is scheduling. But also it's a team effort to say, what can we do every day? And doctor, if your daily goal, let's say, is 4000 for doctor only, we need to convert that to how many crowns Does that mean you need to do? So if it's three crowns, that means you need to diagnose and get accepted at least four every day. That means you need to find four to five every day. So that kind of breaks it down daily in bite-sized pieces. The other thing we've been doing is looking at weekly targets. Don't wait till the end of the month and say I'm lost or I didn't hit my target. Weekly is essential. Right. And are you one who likes uh, the doctor? I've heard a lot of people talk about same day dentistry. In other words, doctor comes in, uh, but said, you know, we've, we've, we've got an opening. We've got this crown and we can do this other one too. That's up on the screen. That looks like it's about ready to explode. Are you a fan of same day dentistry? Absolutely. Especially even more so now are because people are maybe concerned of coming in it's a big deal for them to rearrange their schedule and with covid to to make the arrangements so take care of the patient's needs while they're here today if it works for the practice and then offer it to the patient now doctors make sure before you do that prep you have your treatment coordinator come back and discuss the payment options okay um, yeah, one one of the things too that that my my good friend and mentor, Dr. Phil Potter, who I know you know, Dr. Potter, yes. um, taught me is that the patient is ready, not when you're ready for the dentistry, but the patient is ready when the patient is ready. So, I, I know that you 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 and I have talked about how important it is to ask patients, "Are you ready to start treatment?" Talk about that a little bit. Mm-hmm. So when I did get out of the Navy, um, I was a Navy recruiter, and I remember this. Uh, situation they said don't say are you ready to because that could be perceived a little pushy converse so in dentistry I don't want to say so you're ready to do that crown art are you ready to get that scheduled I would say art did you have any questions that I can answer for you before we schedule the treatment 
So hopefully he would say no, which means, yes, I'm ready to accept. And if the patient says, well, sure, how much is going to cost? Doctor, just don't shrug your shoulder and say, I don't know. They told me don't talk about money. Tell the patient that my front office team is amazing on understanding insurance benefits. And we have a number of different payment options based on them finding something that's comfortable for you. Is there anything else that we need to talk about before we schedule the appointment? This is on my key verbal skills. It's called the no close. So hopefully the patient says no. And now I hand the patient off to the front. So Mary at the front knows the patient had some questions regarding payment options. And she told doctor, if you can help her with a payment plan, then she's ready to get started. Well, and then that comes back to uh, the morning huddle, Mm -hmm. which I mean, I I had talked to a doctor yesterday and uh, he said, do you have a morning huddle? Well, no, but we just talked about, we're going to start that again. How important is the morning huddle? Oh, well, when you start that football game and I know the coach is back there talking to the team members, the same thing, the office manager needs to, not the doctor, it needs to be a front office person because it's not just about the schedule. It's about a lot of things. So absolutely pull your team together for that minimum 10, maybe 15 minute huddle to get everyone on the same page, looking at opportunities, potential hot spots, and how we're going to make it flow better. Anticipate any of the hiccups within your day. It's huge. Oh, absolutely. So now, are you help, are you giving tips on, are we talking to the patients differently now that we're coming out of COVID and opening up again than we were before? Anything different that you're talking to doctors about? Unfortunately, many patients have lost their job, and we want to be mindful of that. So implementing the in-office membership plan has been very important. I've always been doing this. I I started that in the late 1980s. And so the membership plan is very important. So we are talking to patients because they are delaying care or delaying their hygiene, and it's important to keep it on a preventative every six months minimum. But talking to them per se, listening to their concerns. Mm-hmm. I mean, absolutely. And the in-house, I'm hearing more and more, Joanne, about uh, the in-house uh, membership plan. Now, obviously, if you have a patient who is contracted with an insurance company and they're using their insurance, uh, that is not going to work very well. But um, I- I've just seen this work very well. And the other thing I've seen people do is to go to local employers And I mean, doctors, if you have a patient who's a COO or CEO of a company and has 50 or 75 employees, I don't know what you think about this, Joanne, but I say, take them out to lunch and say, you know how much you're paying for dental insurance? Um, We have this plan and this is how this works. And we would love to help the people at your company. And, you know, if you write a check for, you know, $195 or $295, uh, for a hundred of your employees, that's twenty nine thousand five hundred dollars, and you know, oh my God, well I'm paying like seventy thousand dollars a year for my dental insurance. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. So the numbers work for an in house dental plan, especially for a smaller company that that you could get a bunch of new patients, right? 
Absolutely. In fact, let's make sure we're clear. This cannot be used in conjunction with insurance. Right. It cannot right. be used as a secondary or if I'm maxed. This is only for the patient who is retired or no longer has insurance. Maybe they're self-employed. It's like my own in-office capitation plan, a it, gym it, membership for their smile. And you control this. And the patient feels like they're getting something. And then you've got them, you've got them committed. And it, it's funny. Uh, I, I talked to one of the, the guys uh, that, that runs uh, one of these in-house membership plans. Um, and, and he was saying that, that when you look at people who are members of Amazon Prime, mm-hmm. people who are members of Amazon Prime buy more than people who are not. If you're a member of a club, it might be Dr. Tanner's Dental Club. I mean, we're not going to call it that. Uh, of course, but um, you might buy more dentistry because, oh, well, I'm getting 10% or 15% courtesy on this dental plan. Well, why not do that other crown, right? Exactly. As long as it doesn't fall below the Delta Premier, but we're not going to talk about that today. That could be a whole other conversation for us, a totally another podcast. Oh, don't, don't, don't make me, don't, don't. <laughs> No, no. I've been having such a good day. Please, stop. let's not go. Let, let's not go there. Okay. I want to. I want to ask you about a couple more things. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things we've, you and I have talked about too. It's important for patients um, to to consider total health. I and I've been preaching this for the last four months about how how important it is that you know disease starts in the mouth, and if we can keep the mouth healthy, that's a a better better way to keep. Uh, a way you know, keep our immune system healthy so that maybe we don't get this COVID virus. Talk, talk about how important it is now to communicate that to, to patients. Absolutely. The total health. So if people are delaying coming in for their cleanings, if they do have gingivitis or advanced perio disease, we know how it affects patients with diabetes. And then if they unfortunately do are exposed to COVID, they're going to have those underlying health issues. We don't know everything right now about COVID, but we do know the importance of total health. So anything we can do to help our patients. And I mentioned earlier about having payment options. Doctors, make sure you're not, you're understanding this correctly. I'm not saying you're playing banker. All right. I didn't say the bank of Dr. Jones, but you may have convenient payment options by utilizing care credit or some external financing that's non-recourse. Right. Exactly. So, um, and again, doctors, it's time to work on your business, not just in your business. If you're not using a metrics program, and the, there are there are numerous. I want to go back to metrics, Joanne. There are numerous metrics programs out there. You and I work with with the two we think are the two best, and and those metrics programs sync. Generally, they all generally sync to either EagleSoft, Dentrex, or Open Dental. I don't think they sync to any of the other programs, to my knowledge. They do not. Those yeah, they don't. So, and those are the three premier programs. I mean, you know, Dentrix and EagleSoft, 80 to 90% of all of our doctors have this. But mm-hmm. if you're not looking at metrics and you're not looking at what, you know, what uncompleted treatment plans you have, and you're not looking at um, uh, your new patient flow, and, and you're not looking at uh, appointments uh, and cancellations, I mean, these are all profit holes in your practice. And it's, it's not hard to do that, but you, you use metrics in all of your practices, Joanne, that you coach. 
Absolutely. Because, and in fact, if any of your listeners would like to get a free growth report, the profit leaks report to see where there are some opportunities to improve, I'd be delighted to offer that to your listeners to help them with their practice at this time. But if you're not measuring, you're not managing. So how do I know where we're going if I don't step on the scale? And, and, and maybe maybe one of the last things I want to ask you about today is uh, let's talk about leadership. Um, uh, how important is leader? And again, folks, I am a broken record, guilty as charged. Uh, well, gee, are, you talked about that two episodes ago. Yeah, I did. And I'm going to keep talking about it because dental employees are mostly good people. But they're dental employees because they don't want to own a business. They need, they want to be led. They want to be told this is where we're going. And if you, how many offices, Joanne, you walk in and there's just no plan and there's no leadership and the the front office is running the show and the doctor just shows up. I mean, how important is this leadership thing? Leadership is different from management, right? They don't necessarily need to micromanage all the different tasks that are going on, but we can guide people coach them, and we teach our doctors and office managers leadership principles. Um, Leadership is critical because if the team is not involved with the situation, they don't understand where we're going. I kind of use the analogy about ways. When you're driving somewhere, you put the address in the ways. The GPS of practice management starts with good leadership Mm -hmm. and guiding your team. Yeah, I, I I use I use the Apple Map thing that tells me where to go. Waze is, Waze has too many choices. I'm I get confused when I use Waze and stuff. So we're about coming up to the end of the time we talked about. Joanne, do you have any other you know pearls? I mean, this is this is a once in a lifetime time in all of our lives. Um, I, I've had I've actually had three people now in my life over the last week who I've talked to a couple of friends, a couple of professional peoples, and, they, and they've all said the same. It feels almost like Groundhog Day every day. I get up and I do the same thing and I eat the same thing and I take the dog for a walk. So it's just a, a very different life that we all have because you can't go to the movies and you mm-hmm. can't go to baseball games. You can watch them on TV, uh, but, uh, you know, all this stuff, um, you know. Every so, day is Tuesday. Oh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, oh, th- that's right. I did forget one thing. I'm sorry. Um, I, I knew I forgot something. It, that's what happens when uh, when you get old. Uh, that's me, not you. Um, I know one of the things that you do are you coach, um, you, you help buyers buying practices. And this yes. is a very, very strange time right now for buying practices. Uh, and you've done a lot of due diligence and practices. Um, and thank you, you know, I, reminding me for this is so so give us some tips for people buying practices right now what should they be looking at you need to physically go in the office and look at the schedule doctors are thinking they're going to look at x-rays just this past sunday no locations i went with one of our clients and we looked at the schedule the hygienist has not returned yet and for whatever reason and so they're therefore they're not fully open And you can imagine, Art, if I haven't had hygiene exams since the middle of March, the doctor's schedule is extremely light. So doing the due diligence and looking at the schedule is critical. Looking at the procedure code, the mix of procedures, maybe the seller is referring some things out. But right now with COVID, the banks may also have other 
contingencies or holdbacks that they're going to require until the practice is doing the same production collection at least for a month pre-COVID numbers. Right. And and you also, I know we didn't want to mention the, the D word, but you also do an analysis, as I remember, on what percentage of the practice is, do you get it, is Delta, do you get into that? Oh, absolutely. It's, it's very important because if the practice is premier, the doctor, as you know, will be PPO. And right. so we have an app that integrates magically with those three softwares, does not pull any patient data, and it tells me exactly how many active patients not that that changes the value, but I like to know, am I getting 500 or 1,500? It also tells me of the number of active patients, how many have insurance, and of that, how many have Delta. Mm. Uh, frequently, we're seeing 60, sometimes up to 70% of all the insured patients have Delta. And, 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 and now, 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 again, Joanne, I know you represent buyers. And I represent sellers as a broker. So I will say something to the, and again, you know, buyers, if you do not have a Joanne Tanner type person, I'm sorry for calling you a Joanne Tanner type person, but if you do not have a Joanne Tanner type person going into your practice, you're not going to find this out. But sellers, we have to be really careful because uh, the buyers say, well, what percentage of the practice is Delta? And that's not just a number that you just press one little button on your computer and there it is. Mm -hmm. uh, it takes a lot of work. So sellers have to be very careful. And basically, it is up to the buyers to hire someone like Joanne to go in there and figure that out. Because, I mean, if it's 60, 70 percent Delta, uh, Joanne is going to be kind of rolling. I don't know if you're going to be rolling your eyes or shaking your head or. It's not a deal breaker necessarily, Art. However, we do need to be prepared. Because maybe the seller's doing amalgam and you would be delivering composites. And frequently, the PPO patient will have a higher maximum when they go to a PPO provider. So, again, it's not necessarily a red light. I want to keep everybody's eyes wide open. Speaking of the sellers, though, um, most every time at the end of the meeting, the seller will look over at me. I wish I had somebody coming to work with me five or yeah. ten years ago like you. And I do help the doctors nationwide in this process. So it's not right. that I physically go to the practice. We well, again, I, I will tell you folks, and we're about ready to, to, to wind this up, is, you know, Joanne Tanner is highly professional, very, very skilled, very competent. She's been through everything. How many dental offices do you think you've been in? Oh, working as well as doing the buyers, over a thousand, maybe even 1,500. I've lost track through there. 35 years of doing this art. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, if, if it's not fifteen hundred, I don't know if I want. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, Joanne, Joanne is Joanne is great, and 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 she works with the the metrics programs, and um, she works with. You know, it, it, it's funny, Joanne. One of one of my uh, uh, one one of the people that I used to work with at Pride back in the '80s. She she told me she says when you and I started working together in the '80s, Art. 80% of what I used to do was scheduling and financial arrangements. Now, 80% of what I do is human interaction and emotions and mm -hmm. dealing with people. Do, do you find that? Absolutely. Because as I mentioned, teamwork, having everyone aligned and on the same page is one of the first steps. And we even offer this virtual coaching now. I've been doing um, video meetings for nearly 10 years. So it's very affordable. We don't necessarily have to get on a plane anymore. Anymore to right. help your team. 
Yeah, I, I, I'm certainly not ready to get on an airplane. I don't know if you are, but I, I, I'm not. <laughs> um, yes. But uh, anyway, so any last pearls, Joanne, before we wrap it up? I'm going to let you give out your information one more time. Again, if the doctors want to have a copy of the key verbal skills or the complimentary uh, growth report, you can call me at 916-791-2720 or visit my website, joannetanner.com, and there's a place there to enter your contact info and I'll get right in touch with you. And, and if you're a buyer, and, and Joanne, will you work with a buyer uh, who's buying a practice anywhere or just in Northern California? Will you, anywhere, all across the country. I've helped people in Georgia, North Carolina, and even Hawaii. Sounds good to me. Well, but Hawaii, you got to quarantine <laughs> for two weeks. That may not work out too well, but who knows? Uh, hopefully, this will be uh, a, a bad memory as we get to early 2021. Well, Joanne, thank you so much for your expertise. You gave a lot of really great tips. One of the things that this podcast that is my mission in this podcast is to provide you resources to help you to improve your dental practice. I mean, we've got doctors that are just killing it coming out of uh, COVID-19. They're just doing really well. They're doing all the right things. They're doing a lot of things that Joanne said. So if you want to get a hold of me in my office in Southern California, Southern California, ladies and gentlemen, um, 657-279-3243, email me with a question, comment, uh, whatever you like, artwiederman at gmail.com. Go to our firm website, which is www.idebailey. That's spelled E-I-D-E-B-A-I-L-L-Y.com. Uh, Ide Bailey's website has just unbelievable content about virtually every topic. Uh, if you if your spouse has a manufacturing business, they've got stuff on manufacturing, retail, wholesale, everything. We have a whole dental group that handles um, our now combined firm has uh, well over 700 dentists as clients and growing. Um, go on to Decisions in Dentistry's website, uh, www.decisionsindentistry.com. I mentioned earlier in the podcast some of the great resources. Um, we've got, uh, they brought me a couple of wonderful uh, guests and sponsors that are going to be on our show in the next uh, month or two. Uh, so that's www.decisionsanddentistry.com. And uh, if you are not working with a dental-specific CPA, uh, go to our website, which is www.adcpa.org. Uh, go to the Members tab. Uh, look at the state that you're in, and we've probably got somebody pretty close to you. Joanne Tanner, thank you for your friendship all these years. Thanks for all the great things that you've done for the dental profession and your wise counsel. Thank you, Art, for having me. Have a wonderful day. Great. And folks, that's it for this episode of The Art of Dental Finance and Management uh, with Art Wiederman. Uh, I'm going to go back to my mantra here, which is uh, five words. Failure is not an option. It is not an option. You have all worked way too hard for what you've done. Work on your practice. Do some of the things that Joanne talked about. And uh, let's get this thing going. So we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone.